its very top. Take a sharp turn to your left, through the thicket, and you'll see the door immediately in front of you. Unlock it. Let it close behind you. It will be dark. It was once a hermit's chapel, but you won't mind that for only a few hours. In the morning, enough light will seep in so that you can see the door and open it again. He handed the key to Papa Schimmelhorn, who took it with tears in his eyes, thinking that Humphrey had been wrong, that this toad did at least fare a precious jewel in the head, and that he would tell him so. Two minutes later, slipping quietly out of a back door to the castle, he was on his way. The walk took him three quarters of an hour. Two or three times he had to seek the shelter of the shadows, once from a pair of lovers too busy with each other to see him anyhow, and once or twice from drunken villagers noisily making their way home. As fast as possible he climbed the path up to the copse. He pushed his way through the dark thicket. There, as Meister Ganslaish had promised him, was the door, revealed clearly by the moon. It too was of metal, of brass or bronze, but it was comfortingly smaller than the one for sacrifices. He slipped the key into its hole. He turned it. The lock protested, but it moved. He removed the key. He entered. He pushed the door shut, heard the lock's heavy click behind him. He took two slow steps forward into the darkness. With no warning whatsoever, his feet flew out from under him, and he was plunging down a stone slide, smooth, slippery, and precipitous. Instinctively he reached out for a handhold, for anything, to break his fall. His hands touched nothing but polished limestone. Then, just as abruptly, he hit bottom, slid a dozen feet, and was harshly halted by a wall he could not see. His spear, coming down behind him, hit him in the posterior beneath his goatskin skirt, luckily with its blunt end. For a moment or two he just sat there, letting his eyes get accustomed to the darkness, and gradually he saw that the darkness was by no means absolute. There was a glow ahead of him, faint, nebulous, emanating from the limestone ceiling of the tunnel in which he sat, and he could see the open mouths of other tunnels, gaping ahead of him, dark and uninviting. Slowly he stood. In the distance, resounding eerily from the stone walls, came a medley of ungodly noises, moans and screeches, as though Twitchgibbet and all his big and little friends had combined with the most revolting contemporary punk rock groups to strain the limits of disharmony. He listened. Still in shock, he looked at his environment. He walked apprehensively to the first gaping tunnel, looked down it, saw that still other tunnels opened into it. Suddenly he realized that he had been betrayed, and the dreadful degree of his betrayal. Lieber Gott, he cried in a voice straight out of Greek tragedy, I am in the labyrinth. His eyes darted hither and yon searching for a possible escape route. There was none. And now in the distance, over the cacophony, he heard a sound far more ominous, infinitely more frightening. The sound of massive footsteps coming closer, closer, echoing and re-echoing as heavily clawed toes struck the flagstones. And with that sound came another, a terrible roaring, rather like a cross between an enraged lion and a chainsaw. He turned. He ran a dozen steps. He recognized the utter futility of running. The footsteps and the roaring grew louder, louder, until they filled the entire passageway. Papa Schimmelhorn froze. Eyes bugging out, 
he stared down the limestone tunnel. The Minotaur appeared. At first he simply loomed, his outlines indefinite. Then Papa Schimmelhorn saw that he was indeed more than ten feet tall, that he was horned and horribly fanged, that his enormous arms and hands were raised to seize and clutch. He wore a massive crossbelt, brightly jewelled, and nothing else, and his maleness was appalling in its magnitude. Papa Schimmelhorn, with a sob, bethought himself of those Swiss pikemen who, in the old days, had held off the vaunted knights of Austria in Spain. Preparing to sell his life dearly, he tried to remember how they held their spears. Roaring, the Minotaur came on. Papa Schimmelhorn stared at him again, and his spear fell from his hand.